Welcome to Monastic Retreats. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. In 1959, Warner Brothers produced a film called The Nun's Story, which was nominated for eight Academy Awards. Audrey Hepburn was the main actress who plays a nun in this beautiful, wonderful story about a nun's life from beginning to end. If you haven't seen this movie or haven't seen it for a long time, I strongly recommend taking a look at it again. You can get it at iTunes or on Amazon and many places. It's still in DVD and iTunes sells it as a download and you probably can find it many other places. But it really is a wonderful story about a nun's life and really how the stages that people go through to become a nun and what all happens when they're there. It does a pretty good depiction of in 1959, what a nun's life was like. And I think it can be a good eye-opener for what still today a vocation as a monk or a nun would be like at a convent or a monastery. So let's begin. What I'm going to cover in this podcast is not the main storyline, but really the most important messages that are taught in this lesson about monastic living and monastic life and what we can learn about what it is like to live the life of a monk or a nun. At the very beginning of the movie, before anything happens, you're going to hear two quotes from the Bible that really are the foundation of monastic life and living. Let me quote them. He who shall lose his life for me shall find it. This is perhaps one of the core messages of monastic living. It's about letting go of the small self in order to embrace the Christ self, the larger self, and be part of that instead of being caught up in our ego, it's really delving into or getting as close as possible to being Christ-like. When we live in the world, it's all about I, what I accomplished, what I did, what I have, my family, my home, my career, my success. When we enter the monastery, we lose all that. It's really about giving up any form of self-identity and giving up that sense of self so that we can embrace the larger self, which is Christ or God. And that's why one of the biggest things that we give up when we enter the monastery is our own ego, and that way we can embrace God's love. The second quote is this, If thou wilt be perfect, go sell what thou hast, and give to the poor, and come, follow me. This, again, is about giving up everything to be perfect. It's a sense of losing the self, losing all our possessions, all our identity, everything that we consider we, I, giving that up so that we can embrace the universal love that truly pervades all time, all of life. When we relinquish everything and work towards perfection, that means we have to give up everything in order to find perfection in love. So when the movie starts, the first thing we'll notice is that Gabrielle, who ends up becoming Sister Luke, has to give up her family, and it's hard for them I think sometimes we forget when we go to monasteries or convents that the people there have given up a lot in order to be devoted 100% to God. There's a lot to give up in order to enter the life of the monastery. Well, when Gabrielle enters the convent, her father first has to give a dowry, which is normal back then and can still be today when people want to enter the convent or monastic life. She has to go through three stages before she actually becomes a full sister, First, she does a six-month trial, which is called a postulate. Then she's a one-year novice. And then she has three years of training. And after the three years of training and experience, she becomes Sister Luke. 
I think sometimes people have the misconception that when you become a monk, you just become one. There's actually stages you have to go through first to become one because they want to make sure you're serious about it, you really mean it, have tried it out, and are willing to commit because it's challenging being a monk or a nun. And so when you enter the monastery or, or a convent, they want to make sure that we're able to do it well. So there is many opportunities to back out and not become one. So if you ever are considering the monastic life, there will be time to try it out first before you actually become one, in case you didn't know. In the movie, which is set in Belgium, they don't say what type of convent it is, but I believe it's a Benedictine from what I can tell, because what they do emphasize is the three main rules of monastic living, which really aren't limited to Benedict, but really are one of the strong suits of Benedict's order. They are poverty, which means you give up everything when you enter the monastery, which is clearly portrayed in this movie. When Gabrielle goes through one of her stages, they're asked to give up anything they have left, which in Gabrielle's case, she has to give up this very precious pin that she has from her past, and she does give it up. The next one is chastity, which means the only spouse she's going to have is Christ, which is very nicely displayed when she becomes Sister Luke after all her training, and she's dressed in a wedding gown and wears a ring from Christ. And the third thing is obedience, which is clearly Sister Luke's struggle throughout the movie. Her father warns her of this and says, please come out if it's too hard for you. When she gets in there, she clearly struggles with following the rules of being obedient. When she goes to Congo, same thing. This doctor, who's not a Christian at all, clearly says that you don't have what it takes to be a sister because you struggle with obedience. Obedience is one of the main factors when you enter the monastery. You are obedient to the abbot or the abbess, who may sound surprising, but is actually seen as Christ, or at least Christ's representative. So you have to obey everything that the abbot or the abbess in a female convent has to say. And this can be hard. It's not for everyone. And I think the movie nicely portrays how if it isn't for everyone, then there are options like leaving. But be aware that this is often the hardest. When I've talked to monks over the years and nuns, they tell me this is the hardest part of the obeying the rule is obedience because obedience is a hard thing for strong-willed humans to do. But I do think there's a lesson for all of us. I mean, most of us listening to this podcast are never going to completely enter the monastery and become a monk or nun. But in order to be a holy, in quotes, person, a whole person, we need to be obedient to certain rules. One of the big rules is love, loving our neighbor. Are we able to control our anger when someone does something to us? This is one of the big struggles that ends up getting Sister Luke out of the monastery. She has anger in her heart towards the Nazis who have killed some of her family members. It is a very hard thing to do to find love towards ourselves and towards others. And obeying this, being obedient to love, can be very challenging regardless if we're in a monastery. So learning how to say, how can I be obedient to love, I think is a great thing that we can work on throughout our lives, even if we never enter the monastery, learning to love well, following the golden rule, loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. Another great rule that if we obey, life goes beautifully. But if we fight, if we're not obedient to that, we too struggle. So obedience, I think, is a great way of living life well. Now, when she enters the convent, one of the first things she's taught 
and taught throughout our time as a nun is interior and exterior silence. The ultimate goal of interior silence is to have a constant conversation with God. And this is something that they work at in a monastery or convent, is to be silent inside so they can, they can be close to God. Again, something we can all learn too. We are so noisy in our head and with activities all around us. Do we make space and time for God, for the love that pervades the universe? If we're not open to it, we're not going to perceive it. If we're constantly, frenetically going around and around and being so busy that we don't have time for silence and discover the love in that silence, then we too will struggle. So I really love this part of the movie where it really teaches us to be still internally and externally, not always be involved what they describe in the movie as silly talk or idle talk. But maybe the next time we meet a friend or a colleague, sit down and really ask them how things are going deep inside, not just how the weather is or what's happening in the world in sports or news, but to really touch people's hearts and ask them deep questions about their lives and share our lives with them. I think this is meaningful. I think this is useful. And I think this is nicely portrayed in this movie. Another concept that is nicely portrayed is the bells. One of the things I love about monasteries is when you go there, the bells tell you what to do when to go to mass, when to have dinner, when to get up. Just throughout the day, they're telling us and reminding us what to do. The same thing is true in the movie. The bells are there to tell Sister Luke what to do. Now, at some point, she does struggle with the bells, and she makes some good points that we don't want to be too rigid, which I think is one of the lessons of this movie. But at the same sense, are we too extreme? Do we have reminders in our life? to bring us back to the love that pervades our lives? Do we have reminders to stop and to be, to be still and find God's love permeating the universe? The next lesson that comes out in the movie is that just because a person is in a monastery or convent, it doesn't mean they're necessarily as holy as we think they should be. In the movie, when we see one of the mothers make some bad choices with Sister Luke, there's a tendency to judge people in monasteries or in convents. But I think here's a better way of looking at it, because I have spent a lot of time over the years in monasteries. It isn't that monasteries are full of holy people, but they're a lot holier than they would have been if they were just in the world. They still might have some of their baggage, but it's softened. It's lessened. It's not as intense. The monastic life softens our hearts and makes us more whole. We may still struggle, but we're holier, more whole than we'd be if we were just living in the world. So going to a monastery and expecting perfection is rather silly. But going there and finding people that would be better in this life because they're in the monastery is something we can look for. Another lesson in the movie is that about guilt. Sister Luke clearly struggles with guilt and struggles with just her own sense of self-criticism. There are a few sisters and mothers in the story that really try to help her with this, but it's just too hard for her because she keeps breaking the rule of obedience. But I do think it's one of the lessons of this movie is that guilt isn't always that good for us and can be quite bad for us. And we need to find ways, especially of tempering it and finding ways of loving not just others, but ourselves. And a final thing I think we can take away from this movie, besides it being just an overall great, great movie, is the fact that if you want to learn what it's like to be a monk or a nun, 
and the stages they go through, this is a great movie to really introduce ourselves to that life. It's extremely well done. It's beautifully acted by one of the best actresses who's ever lived. I think you'll enjoy the overall plot. It's a good theme. And it's just a great movie, which I clearly highly recommend. But there are three chapters in the movie that you might want to be careful about watching if you particularly have a sensitive stomach or if you're watching it with young children. They're chapter 16, 17, and 30. The first two chapters are about Sister Luke working in a mental hospital. And I think it's some disturbing themes in those two chapters, so you may want to skip them. And chapter 30 depicts one of the nuns getting killed, which is pretty graphic. So again, you may want to skip that one too. But overall, truly a beautiful movie that has a lot of lessons in it, worth watching more than once. So if you end up buying it like I did, I have the DVD and I own it on iTunes. I think you'll watch it many times over and over again because it just is a great overall story. Well done, well acted, just beautiful. And if you're a reader, the movie's based upon a book by Catherine C. Holm. It's spelled Catherine, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N, and then C, and then H-U-L-M-E. You may want to look that up if you prefer to read the book. So thank you for joining me on Monastic Retreats. If you'd like to learn more about Monastic Retreats or where you can go on retreats or other podcasts, please go to www.monasticretreats.com. That's monasticretreats.com. Also, if you are interested in how to be happy, I do a happiness podcast called happinesspodcast.org. Just go to happinesspodcast.org and you can listen to those podcasts there. Until next time, be at peace. Be still.